Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. What's up, Buffalo Fanatics? Josh Allen here. Just wanted to say, uh, go Bills. Good evening, and welcome into the Buffalo Fanatics Writers Club. This is your host, Kevin Syracuse. With you here on Buffalo Fanatics as we have a great show planned out for you tonight as we are four days away from the NFL draft. I cannot believe that it is almost here already, just a few hours away from it being officially draft week. And then just count the days down until the bills are on the clock. After all that time from the postseason loss to the free agency to the wish list to ramping up towards the draft, through this show right now we are getting you ready for what brandon bean and the buffalo bills are going to do this thursday so with that good evening once again this is kevin syracuse here on the buffalo fanatics writers club and as you can tell by the title of the show tonight we are doing a live mock draft tonight so how this is going to work is i'm going to open up the show and i'm going to present to you guys a couple of my final mock drafts because I want to talk about the strategy of the draft before we actually get into the draft itself. So I'm going to open things up, and in about a half hour or so, I'm going to have Zach and Bryce come on, and we are going to go live with this. But here's the thing. I want to hear from you guys, because we might get stumped on a couple of picks, a couple of positions or players, and I'm going to be calling on you guys here. I want to hear from you. Who do you this weekend here? So I see we got the comments going up. I'm going to leave those up, and we're going to try to get you guys in here as much as possible. That being said, tonight's show is brought to you by Remedy Smoke Shop up in Clarence. When life gets you down, we have the remedy. Stop in at Remedy Smoke Shop up in and get 15% off your purchase. They have a friendly and knowledgeable customer service staff with a wide selection of smoke products. The only place to go is Remedy Smoke Shop. So start and end your day on a high note. Stop in and see them today. (laughs) You know what? Let me just say this now. I had my internet upgraded this week, as you could tell from, <laughs> yeah, yeah, the mic. Now now it's the mic. I got the internet upgraded this week, and now all of a sudden the microphone is going. So one step forward, one step back. 
So, you know what? Again, I'm going to leave the comments on because, yeah, I hope you guys can hear me. Give, me. give me a thumbs up, Zach Price. Can you guys hear me? We're good now? Okay. Yeah, we better be good. Ah, okay. Anyways, last week, Jeff Brady was on. And he So that's how I wanted to start tonight's show uh, where Jeff said last week, how should the Bills draft? Should they take the best player available? Should they draft balanced? Or should they go all in on the offense? And I said, I, I want the Bills to draft balanced. But then I was like, wait a sec. I don't think really answer that to its full potential. So in the moment, I said I want to draft balance because I think it's important to address the offense and the defense. But here's the thing. I think it's important that you try to do all three because the Bills say they always want to take the best player available, right? But you also want to draft balance because you don't want to neglect one side of the ball. But then at the same time, you want to get as many weapons as possible to help Josh Allen because that was one of the main things at the end of the year. How can we get more weapons for Josh? So. Going back to Jeff's statement from last week, again, that's how I want to dive into tonight's show because if the Bills try to do all three of those things in the draft, and then I think they will be successful with that because I want them to take the best player available. They try to set themselves up to where they can take that best player available, but it's important that you have to do that with a grain of salt because if the best player available in round three is a quarterback, do you really want to take a quarterback? Now, Brandon Bean said that at his press conference this week where he said, yeah, we could take the quarterback and then we could trade him down the road for more assets. But if you're in win now mode, you're trying to trying to win right now. What good does it do to, to draft a quarterback just to try to trade him and get more capital in the future? So again, you have to do it with a grain of salt. And I think that the best way to do this, for me at least, you'll be seeing my mock drafts coming up here, but the best way to do it is to segment it based on the value of each round. So the way I do it here is you've heard, if you've been following the show, I'm a big Jack Campbell guy. I think that the bills need to take a linebacker with their first pick. However, I do not think that they should necessarily take one in the first round. I wouldn't be mad if they do, because if they say, you know what, he's there, let's go take him. Okay, fine. But, I think that there's value in a linebacker in the early second round. That being said, I also think there's a lot of value with defensive tackle throughout the whole second round and going into the first round, maybe even the third round. But I think that second round is really the sweet spot. And then wide receiver too. So I think those positions are interchangeable within those rounds. So if you take the best player available between those three positions in those three rounds, then that will be balanced because then once you get to rounds four through six, that's where I have a tight end offensive tackle and a defensive end. So let me start with talking about the defensive tackles here because Brandon Bean said something that really stuck out to me at his press conference where he was asked about that and they're very buttoned up in their press conferences. But Bean said, 
the one position that we don't have a lot on the future is D-tackle. We don't at this point. So if you were poking at something that the Bills would need to keep an eye on, that would probably be where you start. And I was like, wow, okay, so we might be getting into the defensive tackles here. And again, they have eight on their roster, but they are all free agents at the end of the year. We don't know what's going to happen with Ed Oliver. And the fact that they didn't re-sign Daquan Jones, because that was something when we were going back to all of our shows in March, we were saying, hey, if you extend Daquan Jones, you could potentially save four to five million dollars in cap space. And he's your big one tech. You extend him and you save money, but they didn't do that. And now I'm wondering, maybe they didn't do that because they want to draft one of these stud defensive tackles that we're going to get to here in a couple minutes. So again, I think there's value in the early second round for a linebacker and just second round in general for that DT and then wide receiver too. Now, Bean said something else where he said, if they're sitting there in round three, they could always trade up because as much as we're talking about trading back, he said, Hey, I get impatient. So I might want to go up and get a guy. And immediately I thought of Jonathan Mingo, not to spoil one of my picks, but I'm not sure if he's going to be there at 91 for the bills. And I know a lot of people have been talking about Mingo and he's been climbing the charts here. So I've seen some mocks where he's picked between 75 and 80. Could that be a position or a player where Bean says, you know what, let's trade up now and go get our guy. Let's use some of those picks that we just got from trading back to get Jack Campbell to go back up now in round three to get Jonathan Mingo. So that's how I see the first three picks shaken out for the Bills where if I were Brandon Bean, I would walk out of there with a linebacker, a defensive tackle, and a wide receiver. Now, going over to Saturday now, let's not forget the Bills don't have a seventh-round pick this year. So I'm thinking tight end, offensive tackle, and a defensive end. Now, with the trade that I propose, let me pull it up here because this is what I, I've been proposing it over the last few weeks with the Seahawks here. So I'm going to show you guys once again. Buffalo would, would receive a second, fourth, and a fifth-round pick. So they would get pick 37, 123, and 154. And the reason why I love this so much is not only because you're getting Jack Campbell for the value that you have placed on him, but you're also acquiring picks to help build your offensive and defensive lines. Because this is something that Jeff and I talked about on the show last week. The Bills are very high on Spencer Brown. He's going into his third year. He had a solid rookie year, but he was never totally healthy last year. And he was never able to put it all together. And Bean has talked about that too, saying that he didn't have the offseason that they would have liked. And I'm thinking that if they are as high on him as they are saying, and they're making it out to be, I would almost think that it'd be redundant for them to take an offensive tackle early. Now, I understand where people are coming from, where you know they say a lot of people are saying that the Bills should be taking Darnell Wright or maybe Dewan Jones, or just any of these tackles if they're there. Um, but you know what? If they are that high on Spencer Brown, are they really going to take another offensive tackle that early? So th that's the only thing there. And same with defensive end. The Bills have six defensive ends under contract, but let's not forget, next year, Shaq Lawson will be a free agent. He only re-signed on a one-year deal. AJ Epinesa will be a free agent and Von Miller just turned 34 years old. So it's not a pressing need 
where, again, I think it would be almost redundant if they were to take an edge rusher early once again. So I think you can wait until Saturday, but I also think that you don't want to neglect it because looking into the future, you want to get someone in the pipeline. So the six defensive ends, just so we're all up to date here, assuming they're all healthy, Von Miller, Greg Rousseau, Boogie Basham, AJ Epinesa, Shaq Lawson, and then Kingsley Jonathan. So Kingsley Jonathan is another one. He fluctuates up and down. So really, again, you you want to build up that pipeline. And I've seen some mocks where the Bills are taking an edge rusher with their first-round pick. And I'm like, oh, not again, man. Between Rousseau and Basham and Epinesa, I think we're all tired of that. But, you know, going back to my original opening here, talking about the value between linebacker, defensive tackle, and wide receiver rounds one through three. I wrote an article where I gave a scouting report on Keanu Benton. And the more I look into this guy, the more I really, really like him. And I would not be totally shocked if the Bills took him at 27. So again, talking about that value, if the Bills were to take Benton at 27, maybe they could get a linebacker to fall back to them in the second round where maybe they wouldn't have to trade up or down. And let's just say they take Drew Sanders at 59. So again, that's why I'm, I'm trying to paint this picture here with these picks being interchangeable. But I think it's important that you segment it because if you try to do all six at once, it, it's kind of hard. So you have to go through and find the value that you have on these positions and players and then take it from there. So that being said, let me let me pull up my final two mock drafts here. I think everyone can see that. So I did one on the uh, NFL mock database, which is what we'll be using later on throughout the show. And then I also use pro football network here. So, you know, going with these, with these mocks here, as you'll see, I have, let's, let's go with the first one because the one on the left is the one that I think is the most feasible for the bills. I, I, I just personally like it the most. So I have them trading back with Seattle. And for what it's worth, every time I put that mock in, it always worked. So take that for what it's worth. But this could be something here where, again, it's pretty feasible. So you trade back with Seattle. You get pick number 37, and that's where you get Jack Campbell. And then at 59, Keanu Benton wasn't there, but then Siaki Ika was. Now, he is just like Benton. These two guys are space eaters. And they are one of the some of the best run stuffing defensive tackles in this class. I'll throw Mozzie Smith in there too. But here's the thing: the three of those guys combined only had 14 career sacks in college, and nine of those came from Ben. So, in terms of getting after the quarterback and having those sacks on their leisure, Mozzie Smith really didn't do anything. He had a half sack throughout his four years at Michigan, and then Siaki Ika only had four and a half. So Benton probably offers the most, but again, that's why I'm thinking he might even sneak into the first round here. So in this mock, I had Ika fall to me, 59, perfect. Take him, and there is your new star of the to take on those blockers to free the lanes for your new linebacker, Jack Campbell. First two picks, okay, we're drafting defense early again, but you know what? Two big needs right there are filled. Now, in this mock, Jonathan Mingo was available, so I immediately took him. Another guy that I like here 
is Jaden Reed. And he is probably going to be in the third round or so. A.T. Perry is also interesting. I've seen some different positions on him based on whether he's a third, fourth, fifth, maybe even a sixth. I don't think he falls that far. But those are some options there. But in this case, Jonathan Mingo, you get the ball in his hands and let him do work. Now, with the fourth round pick that I acquired from Seattle, I got Nick Saldaveri. Now, this is kind of like a Ryan Bates. Comes from a small school, Old Dominion. He's a right tackle, but they're saying he might be best as a guard. But the thing about him is I love that he can play all five positions where, again, he can be like that Ryan Bates and you can move him around the offensive line. Because as as much as I was talking about Spencer Brown here, again, if the Bills really like him, then we're not trying to draft a tackle who can immediately take his job. You just want someone to push him while being there to provide depth and competition. And again, even though we're talking about Spencer Brown, well, what if Deion Dawkins goes out with an injury? Then you have someone to plug in there. So I'm not sure if Saldaveri will be there, but I, I really like that pick if he's there at 123. Now at 130 with their original throne, Schoonmaker, I've talked about him before where tight end and that is what i think the bills need because if you want to compliment dawson knox then i think you have to get someone who does the opposite and that is what schoonmaker is now at pick 137 i'm starting to fall in love with this guy Jarrett patterson from notre dame i'm a notre dame three made him a left guard last year so if you're thinking what I'm thinking, if you're picking up what I'm laying down, that could be a Mitch Morse replacement where if you've been following along with this show, I've talked about how the Bills have been patching their offensive line. And that's true because next year they're going to have Ike Butker, David Edwards, and Kevin Jarvis as free agents once again. So you want to build up your interior That's why I think if you take a Jared Patterson here, it could be that happy medium where you have that depth in the competition. You have a potential Mitch Morse replacement here and all is well. And then at 154, now he, he fell to me here, Thomas Incum. I've seen some different takes on this guy where he could shoot up to the fourth round. I've seen some where he could fall to the sixth or seventh, but I'm thinking he's going to be right around this area. And this is a guy, a lot of untapped potential. He played two years at a division two school. Then he went to central Michigan and he tore it up there. I wrote in. They have a chip on their shoulder, and they have something to prove. So if Incum is there, then I'm taking him. And then another guy who has been kind of fluctuating, but Warren McClendon. I think this could be an interesting pick. He was a three-year starter for Georgia, and he helped them win the national championship. 
He played alongside Broderick Jones, and the two of them did not allow a sack all year last season in 14 starts for Warren McClendon. So if he's there, then I am taking him. Now, if you go to my other mock draft here on the right, you'll see that it's very similar, but I just switched a couple of players around. But the thing that remains true is I have the same positions in the same rounds because of the value that I placed on them. So let's let's take a look at that now where, again, I was able to get Jack Campbell, you know, Jack Campbell guy. So we're taking Jack Campbell no matter, no matter what. But in, in this mock, Keanu Benton and Siaki Ika were not there. So I said, okay, best player available, Cedric Tillman. You get your potential wide receiver too. Or a wide receiver four, if you like Gabe Davis as your wide receiver two, there you go. You can kind of platoon those guys, and Tillman is there to kind of bump along Gabe Davis in case something goes wrong. Following that, Zach Pickens. Now, this is a defensive tackle from South Carolina. I'm not sure exactly if he was worth a, a third-round pick. Might be more of an early fourth or fifth, but he was there. He's been climbing the charts a little bit. So, again, I took him. But also, going back to what I said originally, the one on the left here is the, the one that I would hope for for the Bills. I'm just trying to show the different points of view with how you can segment this. So, following that, again, I, I pulled off the trade with the Seahawks. Wanya Morris, offensive tackle from Oklahoma, might be more of a developmental guy, but he was the best player available, so I took him. At 130, we have Isaiah McGuire. And this is a guy here where they're saying he is like Shaq Lawson, where he can defend the run and the pass. He's got a very high motor. And again, he has a lot of upside. So if Shaq Lawson is here on a one-year deal, maybe you don't want to resign him next year and you get Isaiah McGuire in. So if he is there at 130, I'm taking him. And again, that shows where at 130, I originally took Schoonmaker. But if you have Isaiah McGuire rated a little bit higher, then you're going to have to take him. So then following that, I'm wondering what the Bills think about Andrew Voorhees. Because similar with Jarrett Patterson, you get a guy to help on your interior. But the thing with Voorhees is he was probably a second round pick before he tore that ACL. And now he's falling because he's not going to play this year. So you could get him in your pipeline and he could be the new Ike Butker or the new Kevin Jarvis or the new David Edwards. But the thing with Voorhees is assuming he's healthy, he might warrant a starting position. So that's why I'm not sure what exactly the bills think of him. If they have Bates and McGovern under contract for the next three years each, but if he's there again, BPA, then you're going to have to take him, and then you'll figure it out later. Let those three guys battle it out. You can move the money around later. Maybe if he beats out McGovern or Bates, you're going to just spread that money out. Or maybe Bates takes over as Mitch Morse as the backup center. So I have Voorhees there. And as much as I was talking about Schoonmaker, I think another tight end who is similar with that blocking first mentality is Payne Durham. This is a guy from Purdue where doesn't have too many catches on his ledger, doesn't have the biggest, the flashiest stats. But again, I think if you're trying to find someone to compliment Dawson Knox, then these are two guys potentially that could do that. 
And then finally, with the last pick here at 205, it took Nick Jones, a corner from Ball State, best player available. That's interesting. We haven't really talked about that too much, but maybe the Bills want to build up their defensive backfield a little bit. I understand, um, you know, a lot of people maybe want to get a safety in here. Personally, I, I think the Bills are set for this year. I think if you have Micah Hyde and Jordan Poyer, you bring in Taylor Rapp, Tamar Hamlin, that's great news that he is back. And then they have Zane Anderson, too. Maybe they, they like Cam Lewis there. So technically, they have six safeties right now. I just don't see it happening. Again, best player available, if he's there, sure. You take a look at the corners. You have Trey and Kyrie Elam. Dane Jackson re-signed. And then you have Christian Benford. There, there was a lot of talk about him potentially moving over to safety. Maybe. I, I'm not sure. So defensive back is really not that high on my board. But if the best player available is a defensive back, then okay, I'm okay with it. But yeah, so I mean, that's basically how I see the draft shaking out here for the Bills, where again, I segment it based on the value that I have on these rounds here. And I don't know. I mean, I've been keeping up with some of the comments here and maybe, maybe you guys don't like uh, some of these picks. Yeah. My mic is faulty. I, I really don't know what happened to this. This thing was working beautifully. And then all of a sudden we're going, uh, we're doing a practice run last week and it's saying I lost power. So I got a new sound box today, drove up, got that. And now this one, like, I I don't know what's going on, man. I got the Wi-Fi. I hope that didn't cut out here, but yeah, that's what we're dealing with. So my apologies. I don't know what else I can do here, but um, yeah. And yeah, why does it start at 37? I traded down in both drafts. Yes, I did. Um, Now, once Zach and Bryce come on in a few minutes, we'll see. I mean, maybe we trade up, maybe we trade down, maybe we just stand pat and take all six picks as is. But yeah, that's why I started at 37 because, again, based on that value, that's what I think makes the the, the most sense. Um, getting Zach Pickens in round three isn't terrible. I agree. Again, it's based on what the Bills think here. So, um, you know, maybe, may, maybe they do. Because, again, he's one of those guys where you start with all these drafts and they start as a Saturday pick. And as we get closer, all of a sudden, it's like, oh, this could be a third round pick. What if he sneaks into the second round? What if this team trades up for him? And then all of a sudden, it's just like, well, why is this guy climbing so much? So, uh, yeah, Zach Pickens round three. Yeah, <laughs> bro. Your mic is worse than these picks. Okay, well, maybe, maybe, maybe that's a good thing then if you guys like these picks, hopefully. But yeah, and then Bijan will be gone. We have too many other needs, not enough draft capital to make that happen. So... Before I bring Zach and Bryce on, that is very interesting because I will say right now, I am not a B. John Robinson guy. There are some people that are, and I know I just said best player available, but I just don't see the Bills taking a running back with their first round pick. And I understand back in the 90s, you had Thurman Thomas, and that was how the Bills offense worked. But this is not the 90s offense anymore this is josh allen and ken dorsey that they want to sling it on teams and as great as i think Bijan is i just think that the bills won't know how to use him they have damian harris as that power back you you drafted james cook early last year 
You traded for Naheem Hines, so there's already a lot of capital put into that room. I just don't see it happening. I also don't see a tight end happening. But, I mean, what do we think about Darnell Washington? Could, could that work? Would we want Darnell Washington in the first round? I don't know. I mean, he, he's a – they describe him as being physically imposing. So, yeah, that's great. He can help on the line. He can help with chipping. He can block. He can go out and catch passes. But based on what the Bills need, I just don't know if that would be the best idea, especially when if, if you're trying to use him in the passing game as well, it took almost half of the year to get Dawson Knox involved last year. So if it took that long to get one tight end going, how are you going to get two? And again, maybe you just use him in, in that blocking role. But if you're not going to have him be multidimensional, then why would you want to spend a first round pick? on a tight end if you're only going to use them as that blocking tight end. So again, that's where that value comes into play. I have that in the fourth or fifth round. Okay. And yeah, I agree. He's a red zone threat as well. All right. We are about a half an hour into the show. Again, want to thank Remedy Smoke Shop for being tonight's sponsor. When life gets you down, we have the Remedy. Stop in at Remedy Smoke Shop at 9142 Main Street in Clarence for their grand opening. Mention Buffalo Fanatics and get 15% off your purchase. They have a friendly and knowledgeable customer service staff with a wide selection of smoke products. The only place to go is Remedy Smoke Shop. So start and end your day on a high note. Stop in and see them today on Main Street in Clarence. All right. So with that, Guys, give me a thumbs up when you're ready. As we are going to go drafting here. So I'm going to take away my mock drafts here. I'm going to be coming out with one final one this week. Final is in putting this into an article terms. So if you guys want to see this, it will be coming out in a couple of days, right before the draft here. Okay. Pleased to have Bryce Martino and Zach Vaughn joining us now. All right, guys, what did you what did you think about my two mock drafts? And what do you what do you think of my microphone? How about that? <laughs> let's let's you go ahead and just talk about the mocks. <laughs> yeah. You can hear me, right? You can hear me. We're good. I can hear you now. Yeah, I can hear you now. Yeah, it was going in and out, but. Anyways, um, yeah, so what do you think about those two mock drafts that I proposed and segmenting it based on the value and different positions and players that the Bills have placed based on the, the, the values there? Zach, I'll let Zach, you go first. I mean, I think that trading down out of the first round is a good idea, especially considering the Bills only have six picks right now and – they're in a precarious cap situation, so it would be better for them to get more cheap options going forward for the next couple of years. So if you can find a good trade down with someone who's actually it actually makes sense to trade up, and go ahead and do that. And then it gives you a little extra capital work with if they wanted to make another move in a different round for a player. As now, for Bryce, the before oh sorry. Go ahead. I was gonna say, Bryce, before I let you go here. Zach, we might as well plug this now that our final mock drafts will be coming out tomorrow on Buffalo Fanatics. And I think 
you and I are very similar in our approach here. Am I correct? It's like looking in a mirror. <laughs> Great minds think alike. Am I right? Yep. <laughs> so Bryce, what, what do you think about my draft strategy here? And how, how is your board compared to mine and apparently Zach's too? Um, you know, I like the different variety in your, uh, in your mocks. I definitely think we do need to go, uh, linebacker here in, you know, in the first round, I think that's gotta be top priority. Um, I'm not sure though, in, in your first mock that you mentioned that Warren McClendon falls all the way down to pick 204. I have him kind of as a third or fourth round uh, draft prospects, not all the way down into late rounds. Yeah. So as much as I was talking about the mock drafts coming out this week, you had one that came out a few days ago. So if you guys want to go check that out, head over to our website and you can see that and McClendon pretty early, correct? Yeah. I, like I said, he's probably going to be, you know, a third or fourth round grade for me. I I think he does have, you know, some nice uh, starting qualities for Buffalo that they can use if they don't, you know, want to go for it with Spencer Brown. Zach, there, was, there was one that I saw where he – didn't even get selected and i was like how like this guy won the national championship last year and he was playing alongside broderick jones as the two tackles they didn't allow a sack and like you said maybe he's a third round pick but i don't know it's just like the the different variances here i'm having a hard time figuring out where warren mcclendon is going yeah i think part of the issue is too that uh we're using draft simulators on you know, draft network or PFN where anyone can go at any point in draft. Now, here's an interesting comment here. I think what Kevin was trying to say was that John Herring said, I would love to get three second round picks in this draft. And honestly, that would be kind of nice if you could somehow if you could trade down and get enough draft capital where you could then make another move to trade back into the second round to get a third player that you like, I'd be all for it. I don't necessarily see that happening, but it's a good idea. Yeah. So, I mean, if you can, like I said, there is a ton of value in that second round this year. So if you can get as many picks in that round as you can, I am all for it. Yeah, there also has to be, to you know, a bunch of people in the second round where Brandon Bean, uh, you know, has that high draft grade on him. And I know he said last week, too, that, you know, he doesn't have too many first-round grades on uh, players this year, which I thought was kind of interesting. Yeah, I was going to say, what do you make of Bean's press conference? Because he's, he didn't want to give away too much but he was like yeah there there aren't too many first round grades this year i mean i don't think it's that crazy to say because it's not as 
you know, not as great of a draft as the past three or four have been. I mean, there's some nice wide receivers and some nice uh, linebackers that, you know, you can get in some mid and late rounds. But other than that, you're not looking at a ton of value, you know, going into day two and day three. Now, how do you guys feel about defensive tackle and wide receiver? Because originally I wanted a wide receiver first and then a defensive tackle. But the more I look into it, I'm flip-flopping here. I want that D tackle and then a wide receiver. So would you guys rather, let's just say Keanu Benton slash Siaki Ika, and then in the third round you get Jonathan Mingo or Jaden Reed? Or would you rather have like a Rasheed Rice or a Cedric Tillman in the the second round and then someone like a Zach Pickens in the third round? Like to me, that's not even close. I, I would go D tackle than wide receiver, right? Like isn't there more value when you put it that way? Yeah, it does seem like this year the – defensive line prospects are more the quality is more top heavy than wide receiver where you can find you can find a quality prospect anywhere in the draft at wide receiver any given year price would you agree with that yeah i do i think you're gonna find more long-term value at d tackle than you would at wide receiver and like i said john says here Jonathan Mingo is good. Yes. And for as much as we were talking about Ken Dorsey, not knowing how to utilize his players, if you're trying to give him the benefit of the doubt, maybe you could say, well, you know what? Ken Dorsey didn't have the players to match his offense last year. So if you could get a Jonathan Mingo, maybe he makes Ken Dorsey a better play caller. Yeah. I mean, you can, like I've said in the past, you can use, mingle in a bunch of different uh schemes in this offense you can use them you know slot uh out wide you can use them in jet sweeps i mean i think he fits this offense perfectly if ken dorsey is trying to get out of that vanilla play calling that you know he he was in his rookie year zach would you agree because i know you weren't as down on dorsey as some of us were so do you think getting players to maybe match his play calling a little bit more can only benefit the Bills? I mean, yeah, you'd obviously, ideally, you want a play caller who can best call plays for his players, or you need to get players that best fit what the play caller wants to do, preferably a mix of both. I think that Obviously, everyone's given him a lot of flack for last year, for last year, especially that last game. But he wasn't a bad OC. They had a top ten offense. They just need to figure out what their philosophy is going to be going forward. And to do that, you need to make sure you get good players up in the pipeline as well. You can't just stick with your guns. And, and finally, just to round this out before we get to actually drafting here, what do you guys think about the value on Saturday between linemen and maybe some tight ends? Yeah, I like the value uh, at tight end with your pick. I'm a huge uh, Payne Durham fan in, on day three. And Zach, what do you think about Nick Saldaveri? Because I know we've had some conversations about him. You think that could be a sneaky pick if he's there? If he's available, 
like fourth or fifth round, that could be a sneaky good pick, especially considering the positional versatility that McDermott covets in offensive linemen and that he could play both swing tackle and swing guard. So if he's available, then I think you have to take him. I agree. And and one final thing I'll say here is, you know, as much as we were talking about trading back to acquire more picks, I said this in the opening where if you trade back to get Jack Campbell, you could use that capital to potentially move back up. If there's a player that you really like, you know, someone like a Jonathan Mingo, if you think that he's rising or even a schoonmaker, Jarrett Patterson, Andrew Voorhees, any of these guys where they say, you know what? He might not be there by the time we pick. Let's use that extra capital to go back up now because Bean does that. He'll go up, down, north, south, east, west. He'll do whatever it takes to make this team successful. Do you guys agree? Yeah, I would have to agree with that. Definitely. Yeah. All right. Well, with that, Zach, why don't we pull up the, the simulator here and we're going to get that thing firing up here. All right, here we are. The first ever Writers Club live mock draft. We'll, we'll do it as a Bills, right? Yeah. Might as well. <laughs> yeah, right? I, I think we'll draft as a Bills. We don't want to do any other team. Just as long as it actually loads up. Oh, there it is. <laughs> now, this is good because this is essentially what we're going to be going through on Thursday night. And I say we as in we're going to be in the draft room. But this is what the Bills are going to be going through here. And I wonder what their conversations are like. So we're going to try to take you guys through that tonight. And we're going to have these conversations. And again, I want to see what you guys have to say. So fire away with the comments. And help us out here because there's no time limit here. So th- there's no ticker saying, you know, 10 seconds left to make a choice. So we can pause this as long as we want, talk about these guys, and try to come up with a consensus here. I also have it set on slow so we could react in real time to some of the other picks. Like, let's see what Carolina does. Which quarterback do they take? Going to take. C.J. Stroud from Ohio State, and Houston does not take a quarterback. Interesting. I think Houston has to take a quarterback. Yeah, they can't go another season with uh, Davis Mills. (laughs) Or Case Keenum. (laughs) Case Keenum. Will Levis. Prodigal son. (laughs) Jackson Smith and Jigbo was taken early. I mean, Darnell Wright to Pittsburgh. Now, I if, can see that happening. If Smith and Jigba's there at 27, you got to take him, right? As much as we're talking about a linebacker, best player available, if that's him, he's gone. Bijan's right? still on board. And it looks like we have three trade offers. Let's see which one looks the least ridiculous. Well, <laughs> Cleveland's is ridiculous. Now, uh, Zach. Oh, my God. Zach, let's <laughs> preface this for the viewers and, and say we're only going to accept the ones that make sense because if we get a whole essay <laughs> – we're not going to take that because that's probably not going to be too likely to happen on draft night. Eh, and I we're definitely even, not trading with the Jets. Yeah, no, we'll go ahead and automatically veto that one. But I, I don't see any realistic trade offers here, to be honest. I mean, well, maybe the Colts, but I feel like 
with the future picks added in, it seems like a little much. Now, hide this for now. See what players are available before we make a decision here. Bijan's still available, I think. Just, just to remind you, Kev, once we ask this, we may not necessarily get the same trade offers if we counter it. So. Oh, maybe I was thinking of uh, Pro Football Network Simulator. Probably. Yeah, they don't have a hide function on this one, but that's okay. These offers were ridiculous anyways. But yeah, let's go ahead and look at the top available players. We have... Bijan Robinson sticking out like a sore thumb right now. Uh, <laughs> Michael Mayer from Notre Dame. Galicia can't see the athletic undersized defensive tackle from Pitt. Mr. Dalton Kincaid, another tight end. Then we got Jameer Gibbs, Will McDonald, Darnell Washington, speak of the devil, Maisie Smith. Or we can try to manually pursue a trade down. Well, this is where the comments come in. I mean, let's hear what you guys say. I mean, I'm seeing if Bijan is on the board at 27, you have to take him. I believe someone else. Yeah, Joey said that too. Robinson is the best player on the board, hands down. So, okay, <laughs> this goes back to, to what I was saying. The Bills don't really need a running back, but based on the value and best player available – you kind of have to take him, don't you? I think you do because, you know, getting someone like B. John Robinson is probably not going to happen for the next two or three years. So if you really want to help Josh in the run game, I think you have to take uh, B. John here. All right. All right. So I guess the. Uh, no, no, hang on, hang on, hang on. Here we go. Hang on. I'm going to throw this out to you guys and then to the audience as well would you guys want to propose a trade like i did with the seahawks where we trade back is would anyone want to trade back right now or is everyone on the Bijan train right now i'm going Bijan. on about everyone else so yeah i i think that right now is just best player available right <laughs> isn't that what they always say well, I'm outnumbered <laughs> unless we get some people in the comments here saying, no, trade back. I'm still on the trade back train because, again, the way I see it is the Bills have six positions of need and running back is not one of them. So as much as you're getting better, are you really getting that much better when you're not even a running team? That's what you got to think about here. Yeah, that that's true. I mean... We have limited picks. We also, but the other thing is too, is like we already have three running backs that could potentially play a role. So how useful would B. John Robinson really be this year? Long-term, maybe he'd be a better fit, but this year he would be rotating in possibly in a three, two, three, four man running back committee. I don't know how that would work. But also, you know, the tra whoever we trade down with, it has to make sense for them to trade. Now, here's one, too. Darnell Washington. Uh, Michael, Michael says, let's get Darnell Washington. Is anyone in favor of that? I think I like Michael Mayer more at 27 than I do at Darnell. 
Yeah, I'm not necessarily yeah, thinking of Darnell Washington at 27. <laughs> I will say this. I just want to look at something real quick before I make a decision. Who are the available quarterbacks? Because <laughs> that could potentially, you know, quarterbacks that one position where teams desperate for one could trade up into the back end of the first round to try to get a fifth year option. But it I have like seen not... people go for or put Hennon Hooker in the first round before. Yeah, I have I have heard a bit about him rising recently, and like Hooker could be in play in that late first round range. I think a couple people maybe had him ahead of Levis too, but I think it really depends. I mean, this is where I would kind of wish you could scroll back and see who everyone else took beyond the one pick ahead, but. Zach, we, we have a request saying let's see the offensive tackles. Offensive tackles? All right. Dewan Jones is the top offensive tackle listed. And he's, his ranking on this site is 41st, which would put him early, mid, second round. Any other positional requests? How about D-tackle before we start thinking about trading back? All right, so once again, Kalija Kansi, Maisie Smith, then Tuli, whatever his last name is, I'm not going to try to butcher that. <laughs> and then Keanu Benton and Siaki Ika, who are both falling sort of in the range of the second round pick. We have someone saying trade back and get two. I mean, we, we got to make a decision here. So I'm going to say right now, I am not on the Bijan train. So. If you guys are, you know, we'll, we'll leave it down to the three of us. We have some mixed emotions from the comments, so I'm saying no to Bijan. So it's up to you guys. I'm still going Bijan. If if we're not going to trade back, it's got to be him. Now, yes. here, here's the thing real quick. It doesn't matter. Robinson wasn't going to be there in real life anyways. You got to think about that, too, because, like, as much as we're doing this based off the simulator, is he actually going to fall that much on Thursday? I mean, he could. Well, you yeah. Travis Etienne yeah. fell to the 20s a couple of years yeah. ago. So, all right, I mean, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm out. Um, <laughs> Roy, yeah, start over. I agree. <laughs> uh, uh, yeah, I mean, again, realistically, Bijan will probably not end up being there. But at the same time, considering the position he plays is so devalued at this point that even a blue chip running back prospect could fall to the late first round, early second round. I don't know. I'm personally, I, in my opinion, I don't see them taking a running back in the first round, but then the question pops up about who do we take instead though? That's the question. I'm team trade back. <laughs> Ronald, you're on Rico's death list if you say no. Yeah, I know. I know. I don't care. I, I, I don't want it, though. All right. <laughs> All right. Which team wants Hendon Hooker? <laughs> Detroit. Detroit. Let's look at Detroit. Trade back. Okay. I, I'm, I'm team trade back. All right, so Detroit has picks 48 and 55 in the second round. 
let's let's try going with the uh, first of theirs. And the question would be, though, what else can we get from them? Oh, this is interesting. So it's saying that if we do our first for their top second and their third, that's not enough for them to give up. But then if we add the second second as well, would be too much, which makes sense. How about a second, a third, and I see they have two fists there. Second, third. Let's try fifth. <laughs> wow. Yep, this is interesting. Let's try adding a six there too. Nope, still not enough, apparently. <laughs> Yeah, let, let's be honest. Some of these trade simulators, trade logics, uh, a little suspect. But yeah, there's a lot of people saying to trade back. So, like I said, I, I'm I'm team trade back. How about with uh, Seattle, like uh, Kevin said? All right, let's try Seattle. I mean, I don't want to be biased because that was mine. But if you guys like it, I'm definitely good for it. See thirty-seven. You well, yours was second, fourth, and fifth, right? Yeah. Hey, curiosity. Let's see what they say about second and third. Oh. Both teams accept. Both teams would accept if we did the thirty-seventh pick and then a third pick for twenty. How crazy would it be to get another late rounder, like when there's six or seventh? Would they still accept that? Let's let's see. Let me let me try fifth. Let's see if we can get a little greedy here. Oh, still accepting. It'll, it'll allow it, <laughs> but I don't want to get too far, too much farther because then we're entering ridiculous laundry list territory. So everyone else, everyone else in here, good with uh, this? I'm good with, with me. Yeah. All right, so we are trading the 27th pick to Seattle for pick 37, pick 83, and 154. Do it. And they take? Who do they take? Cansey. And then Darnell Washington goes to Cincy. Bijan to New Orleans. <laughs> well, that – oh, God, they just signed – who did they just sign this offseason? Jamal Williams, and then they have uh, Alvin Kamara and Bijan Robinson. That's ridiculous. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, anyway. Mayer is still on board, and so is Demir Gibbs. So is Dalton Kincaid, too. The Two of the top tight ends are still available. But also, we know who else is still here. You got Jack Campbell, the guy that we... A lot of us presumably think it's going to be their first pick. See, now, like the thing with Mayer, Mayer is a great talent, but he's kind of similar to Dawson Knox because you can use him in the passing game. And do we really need two pass catching tight ends? Like, just give me a blocking tight end, you know? Someone to replace Tommy Sweeney, but better. Yeah, true. And exactly. If you're going to McDermott likes to have a receiving tight end and a blocking tight end for that offense. And we are not, you're not going to take a blocking tight end day one or day two. 
So I don't see them taking tight end. All right, so what about uh, tackle? OT. Offensive oh, tackle. Drew Sanders is still available. I just saw that when you scrolled down. I I like that pick here. Drew Sanders over Jack Campbell? Yeah, definitely. John says definitely take Jack Campbell. I like Sanders and Simpson over Campbell if I choose between uh, the three. You guys no. know who I like, so... What do you like specifically about Sanders and Simpson, Bryce? Simpson, I like his uh, versatility. He can play linebacker safety. He's very raw. I think he can, you know, be molded into an all-pro. Question is, though, can he play middle linebacker or is he playing outside linebacker? Because those are two if, distinct positions. With distinct if we go positionless football, does it really matter a whole lot if he can play middle or outside? If they go positionless, that's true. They wouldn't matter. But that's up to the defensive coordinator, Sean McDermott. <laughs> Kev, what do you think? I've been on the Jack Campbell train right along, so i got to stick to my guy here. I just think that he yeah, fits McDermott's defense so perfectly. And like uh, Ronald just said, Sanders is a good pass rusher. Now, Sal Capaccio brought this up on GR the other day. He was like, you know, with that experience as an edge rusher, could they draft Drew Sanders to potentially help out when Von Miller is recovering from his torn ACL? But you're not trying to build for the first four weeks of the season. You're trying to build this thing down the road. So that would rely on him developing as that middle linebacker. And again, do you really want to take the time to develop someone like a Drew Sanders who's only had one year on the inside Jack Campbell is probably the most polished guy to step in day one. Yeah, exactly. John says Campbell day one starter. Exactly. That That's the whole thing, too. And I think even being set in as presser, usually with your first pick, you want someone who's going to be an immediate contributor. And then in the mid rounds, you could take flyers, but or get someone who's maybe going to be long-term in the next couple of years. But right now it seems like if you're going to draft a linebacker early, I would also say, I think Jack Campbell would be the guy plug and play, just move on. So we're good on Campbell. I believe we are. Make the pick. Draft card submitted. Jack Campbell, 37th overall. Jalen Hyatt goes to the saints. Michael, Bruce Sanders Mayer to Jets. <laughs> Michael Mayer went to Atlanta. <laughs> Kyle Pitts' new buddy. Jameer Gibbs to Tampa. Oh, oh boy. There goes Siaki Ika. Yeah, yeah what do we got for Ah, <laughs> oh, man. Five trade offers. I'm not trading again. I think we have enough capital now. <laughs> Green Bay wants to send us their entire 2024 rent pick. <laughs> oh god <laughs> Ooh. that's now, interesting that would be interesting yeah I think I want to circle back to this one just out of curiosity uh, Detroit yeah no no thank you <laughs> go ahead and just reject Green Bay's out of principle because that's ridiculous 
<laughs> oh my God, the Colts. Jim Mersey, who let him in the draft room? <laughs> God. What's Ursay been drinking? Yeah, <laughs> today. <laughs> All right. Uh, anyways, so now this one kind of intrigues me. I don't think we'll actually do it, but it's just intriguing because obviously you wouldn't have a second rounder this year, but you would gain an extra second rounder next year. Uh, I'm in win now mode. I want to go yeah. all in on this year. Yeah. That's why I Did you say Ika and Benton? Are Ika and Benton both gone, though? Yeah, they both Ika is gone. I don't know about Benton. I saw go to, def- go to defensive tackle. Dexter, Pickens, top two available. Mm, okay. Jervon Dexter. What do we think about him? Because he is another one that I didn't mention, and I did that for a reason, because they're saying that he doesn't, he flashes. He he doesn't play with the full motor where he maybe will take some plays off. And if he's getting full teamed, he doesn't push his way through and he'll just say, all right, you got the best of me here. But would we like Jervon Dexter at pick 59? No. Probably not. No, I think. I think, I if think you can get ben, better. Go ahead. No, I was just saying, I think you can get better um, talent somewhere else, like maybe offensive tackle or wide receiver. Now, here's a good comment. Dexter at 83 is perfect. Yeah, if he's there with your extra third-round pick, sure. So, that like right now at 59, I would say no based on his scouting report, but if he falls, then you would have to take him. So, mm-hmm. what do we have for wide receivers? Well, funny you mentioned that because the top player available regardless of position is Josh Downs from North Carolina. Mm. But looking at the rest of the top available receivers you got. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. What's spring like in Park City, Utah? Imagine waking up on a bluebird day to ski the greatest snow on earth at two world-class resorts, Park City Mountain and Deer Valley. 
exploring miles of wide open spaces by snowshoe or cross country skis. Wandering our historic Main Street with its Opre ski scene and award winning restaurants. When you love it like we love it, Park City, Utah will always be winter's favorite town. Join the experience at visitparkcity.com. Cedric Tillman, Marvin Mims, and then you sort of kind of delve into the probably third round guys. I do like Tillman here. I'm a Tillman guy, but what about Josh Downs? I think Josh Downs is one of those now, guys. He's I, guys. I mean, would we want a guy like Josh Downs who's going to be on the smaller side of things? I'd say no, just because we already have enough smaller wide receivers as it is. But do we have a slot receiver? That's the question. Depends on how much they like Shakir, and I think they uh, do like him a lot. It's true. Also, another question is, again, do we think Downs would actually fall to 59 come Friday? That's a good point. Probably not, no. That's why I'm thinking Cedric Tillman here. I think it's, you know, a logical pick. True. I mean, Tillman could could very well be an option. But, you know, I heard something interesting recently. I think somebody made the comp between Tillman and Gabe Davis. Isn't it interesting that people are talking about wanting to replace Gabe Davis and then they're like pointing to this guy who could potentially be another Gabe Davis? Yeah, uh, Zach, check the tackles here before we make a decision on wide receiver. Sure. Offensive tackle, you got Matthew Bergeron, Jalen Duncan, Tyler Steen, Blake Freeland. Bergeron's probably the only one I would take in the second round. Yeah, I don't think Bergeron makes it past uh, round two. But they're saying that he struggles in pass protection. Yeah, I have heard that. If you do want to improve your run game, it would probably be uh, smart to take Bergeron. All right, it looks like, looks like we're getting some groundswell of support for Bergeron, so we go with that. Yeah, let's I'm, do it. I'm on a wide receiver train, so I mean, if I'm outnumbered, then so be it. But if you guys want Bergeron, then we'll take him. All right. Let's look at receiver with our extra third round pick. All right. So we are going Bergeron here. Then I'll just keep an eye on the wide receivers heading into 83. So Downs, oh, Downs went to Kansas City. Tillman's still Tillman's there. Tillman's still available. So is Marvin Mims. Let's see how it falls. And <laughs> Byron Young went Mims to Detroit. Rasheed Rice. Rasheed Rice. We got Rasheed Rice. Mingo. Tank Dell. Jonathan Mingo. And based on the player ranking here, he would be a perfect fit right there. Tyler Honestly, Scott yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm good for Mingo right here if you guys are. Yeah, I, I love that pick. Might as well lock that down. And we still have 91 now. Yep. 
Riley Moss went to the Chargers. Ooh. Yeah, I agree. We have to start looking for a defensive tackle here. And Dexter's gone. Oh, well, that's interesting. Took, uh, took one of my uh, preferential day three interior offensive linemen, but Pickens seems like a good fit at this pick, right? Good value. Yeah, I'm on yeah. board for it. Unless you guys want to look at uh, Carl Brooks. Yeah, that's that's what Ronald says in here. Um, I think he has some inside-outside versatility. Put him on the edge. Do you want to kill two birds with one stone? It might be a little bit of a reach here. But I guess the other oh, no, question I'm still is, a big Pickens fan. Yeah, the other question would be, would the other guys fall to 130 if we decide to go elsewhere? But I think you're kind of – they're going to be slim Pickens after – the third round at defensive tackle. Pun definitely intended there. <laughs> I'm good with Pickens here if you guys are. Yeah, that's my uh, favorite pick right here. And they gave us an A grade for it, so. Wow. Nice. Oh, two A's Andrew and two B pluses. Hold on. Andrew Voorhees actually went in the third round. Even with his injury. Wow. That's just cool. All right, so what's our next pick at, Zach? We're at pick 130, so we got a little bit of time. So Watch if Schoonmaker's there, I'm after Schoonmaker here. Yeah, I think I am too. He's like right I there. Said, day three, you can go ahead and get your blocking tight end. And Schoonmaker has more receiving upside than uh, Tommy Sweeney ever did and probably some – more receiving upside than some of the other blocking tight ends. And it's still there. Like he's right there. Nice. It's right there. We're all in favor of that. Schoonmaker. Wait, yep. be, before you submit it, what, what do people in the comments think about Schoonmaker here? What What is he, 105 in terms yeah, of best overall? According so this to is 130. This, yeah, according to this simulator's ranking, he is ranked 105, and we would be picking him at 130. I think this would be a great pick. I just want to see what other people think before we click submit. Jacqueline Anybody Roy went to the Patriots. <laughs> okay, so. <laughs> um, Zach, who, who are the other tight ends here? I see Koontz is there. So we got Zach Koontz. got Josh Wiley. Davis Allen from Clemson, Brenton Strange, Penn State. As you can see, there's kind of a bit of a drop-off, it seems. And Payne Durham all the way down there, but... See, the, the thing with... Go ahead. No, go ahead. I was going to say, the thing with Koontz is that I believe that is the guy that they were comparing to Dallas Goddard, where he could be that matchup nightmare down the field where you might want to exploit the defenses in pass coverage so as great as that would be you have Dawson Knox for that so it's Schoonmaker for me yeah, yeah I think it's Schoonmaker. and Did we it. get an A plus for that oh let's go <laughs> not that those grades necessarily mean much 
Kansas City took another receiver. Keyshawn Boot Boot here like that. <laughs> and we get four trade offers. Let's see nah. real quick. Any of them? No. Nah. None like that appealing do right? Green Bay loves to give us every single one of their picks. <laughs> They're just madmen. <laughs> now let's just recap. So the so far we have a linebacker, offensive tackle, wide receiver, defensive tackle, and tight end, correct? Yep. So really, I think we just need an edge rusher. And how many more picks do we have left? Three? We have three more picks. Could Let's we use one of those on a quarterback later on? I yeah, could take a flyer last pick, maybe. I don't know. We'll see how it shakes out. But Yeah. What, what do we got for edge rushers? We got Dylan Horton, TCU. Baldonado from Pitt. This, uh, this guy from San Jose State, who I'm not quite sure how to pronounce his name, so I'm not going to butcher it. <laughs> oh, I do like Robert uh, Robert Beal from Georgia. Robert Beal? Him and Bretton Cox. Hey, Zach, where's Incum on there? Incum is down at 228. Probably going to go earlier than that. And also, obviously, last pick we got is 205. So, Oh, check out interior offensive lineman see if Jarrett patterson's there or just for that matter just uh best available right now because i feel like we could get an edge rusher later on i think i saw patterson go a round or two ago yeah he went Mm. but we got this chandler zavala nick broker ricky stromberg who's a center juice scruggs guy with the name and has the buzz going into this draft anyways if you want i can check out best player available yeah just pull that up (laughs) noah sewell Hmm. all right how many linebackers we want no (laughs) no all of them (laughs) <laughs> Nobody can have any except us. No. Oh. Well, I did see someone asking about running backs, so I'll go ahead and pull those up. Got a uh, Kendra Miller, TCU, Chase Brown, Dwayne McIntosh. McBride from UAB, Kenny McIntosh. Got. Uh, it seems like. Yeah, it just seems like position you could probably wait if if they were even going to draft one at all i'm good on running back here yeah pull up the wide receivers what do we have there all right so we got xavier hutchinson from iowa state we got parker washington like five i think he's like what five eleven. yeah again small wide receiver uh dontavian wicks guy from BYU. Bryce Ford Whedon. He's he's another tall receiver. I think I 
I think I heard things about Trey Tucker too, but he's like shorter. You know, I'm thinking interior offensive lineman here. If we could find someone who has guard slash center flexibility and then edge rusher with our next pick and then straight up 205 best player available. That's how I would do it. I, I, I Yeah, Zavala, I think that could be interesting. Bryce, you know anything about any of these top off interior offensive linemen? Uh, no, I don't. I think Zavala doesn't have that flexibility to play center. So I think he's strictly a guard. But check the centers, Zach. See, see what they have for just straight-up centers. Unfortunately, they only lump them all in an interior offensive lineman, but I believe Stromberg and Scruggs both play center. I'm not sure about Broker, but I think I heard he has some positional flexibility. Let me check. Yeah, someone just said here Scruggs has flex. Yeah, and I like I said, I think I heard there's a bit of buzz around Juice Scruggs in this in the draft process, so I think we can go I think we could do that. Gets and you know how they like their positional versatility, especially on O line. So if you can get someone who could play gr- play guard and center or be depth for both and eventually and just check on that real quick. So we're thinking Scruggs here. I think we're thinking Scruggs here. Yeah, that's what that's what some people in the comments are saying now. I'm just trying to pull up his scouting report so we can familiarize ourselves. Okay, strengths. Now this is from Lance Zerline. Team captain. Proportionally dense through his limbs, latches in with strong hands and a wide base, can hold strong in one-on-one power swaps, inside hands to promote a strong core, hands are patient in pass sets. Centers pass rusher with square punch and keeps head on a swivel. Okay, and a two-year starter with center slash guard versatility. Yeah. I like this one then. Yeah, same here. So they like him at 137 as opposed to trying to wait till 154? Yeah, that's the only thing. Would it be a reach? Like, pull, pull up the edge rushers again. Edge rushers, very slim pickings here, so you could probably get them with either of the last two. Yeah, I still go interior online. Yeah, I think I would go Scruggs here. All right, we are going Juice Scruggs here. It gives us a B, B grade, grade. Now, so it's all okay. right. It's like... Now let's see if any interesting picks happen while we're waiting. Tanner McKee to the Bears. Dorian Thompson-Robinson to the Packers. Jake Hayner going to the Lions in the fifth round. Not much. Look at Edge. Yeah, I would say we think an edge rusher here. It's the same guys as before. Same guys, different pick. And what what number pick are we at right now? You're at pick 154. 
believe it's the last pick we acquired from that trade now. Though I did notice, too, a couple of the players we were looking at at 137 are still available. Kendra Miller, Zach Coons, probably not going to take two tight ends. Um, Xavier Hutchinson, if you wanted a receiver. Yeah, what's safety looking like? Safety is looking like Brandon Joseph, Daniel Scott, Ronnie Hickman, DeMarco Hollums, Jay Ward from LSU. I do know that, I mean, I will check under linebacker only because they list him there, but he plays safety as well. Marte Mapu from Sacramento State. Bill's had him in for a visit. He has that positional positionless flexibility that Bryce was talking about can play safety and linebacker. They list him at linebacker, but he also plays safety. What are we thinking here, guys? Hmm. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, what do you, what do you guys think about Incom? I was the Thomas Incom guy, but they're not too high on him here, so it looks like we could get him in the seventh round, or uh, sixth round with our last pick. Lonnie Phelps, he's interesting, but he's not rated high on here either. Let's just remember, he can't always go off the mock draft rankings. It's like, who who do you think will be available in the fifth round, or who do you think will be a good a good value in the fifth round? Whether edge or otherwise. What do you guys think about Baldonado? He seems to be very developmental, but I've heard some good things about him. I don't know enough about him to really make an informed opinion on him. So I'm just going to leave it at that. I did notice uh, that somebody asked about the quarterbacks that are available. So you just humor him. Jaron Hall from BYU. Stetson. <laughs> the national champion Stetson Bennett. Clayton Toon, Max Duggan all the way down, probably hovering around UDFA territory. Thuggin. I will say I wasn't big on backup quarterback, but the more I think about it, if we have that extra pick, I mean, technically this isn't the extra pick, but because we have those extra picks now, I would be down to grab a backup quarterback at 205. But right now... Yeah, we kind of need one right now. Yeah, right I now, mean, yeah, I'm on an edge rusher here. See okay. who's available at 205, and let's go edge here. Yep, that sounds good to me. I mean, quarterback's not a big priority anyways. It's just more of a flyer for a potential backup of the future. So, who, so final decision, which edge rush are we taking? I still like Robert Beal. I still like Seven. Thomas Incombe. Um, Zach, who do you like? And then I want to see what people have to say in the comments. I mean, this, this late in the draft, I don't really have much of a preference for the edge rushers. So what, what exactly do each of you guys like about the players you just put out there? What specifically can you tell us about them? Well, I'll, I'll go first with Incombe. Like I said, he played two years at a D2 school, and then 
he had those two years at Central Michigan, and he essentially tore up. I believe he had 15 and a half sacks in those two years. Let me pull up his official stats because I don't want to misspeak here. Bryce, if you want to talk about your guy in the meantime. Yeah, so Beal had 13 sacks or 13 tackles, three sacks, and four QB hits last year. He's not going to be a great pass rusher, but he does have a, you know, a nice frame and length. Um, <clears throat> I, I do think he would have to be more of a run stuffing a defender more than a pass rush early on in his career, but he would be a nice. Shaq Lawson replacement if we do let him walk after after this year. Now, I do have Incum's stats here. Someone else who I want to throw out there is Jose Ramirez. He's with Eastern Michigan. And, again, I, I just think that McDermott and Bean could go after these small school guys that play with that blue-collarness. They, they, they play with the chip on their shoulder. So, in terms of their stats... Incum recorded 85 tackles, 27 and a half tackles for loss, and 15 and a half sacks over 24 games at Central Michigan. And then for Ramirez, in 36 games, he had 156 tackles, 34 for a loss, and 20.5 sacks. And yeah, they're back to back on there. All right, so let's take a look. I think I I have no preference again, so I think this may come down to the comments for the tiebreaker. So I know somebody yeah, I say, mentioned. Uh... Sorry, go ahead. No, I was gonna say I I have Incum or Ramirez, Bryce. Who was your guy again? My bad. Uh, Robert Beal from Georgia. Him oh, Beal, okay. or yeah. You know, what about Hampton, though? What do you, yeah, what, I see what do you guys somebody think about Nick Hampton? I think somebody said in the comments that Nick Hampton's a D2 star. And that somebody yeah, else has some inside-outside versatility. I mean, if the Bills really want to go with that small school guy, maybe it's Nick Hampton after all. Yeah, let's go Nick Hampton. Nick Hampton. All right, we are going Nick Hampton here. And one more pick. Interesting that this simulator gives it a C-plus grade. but What do you guys maybe. think about running back at 205? Since we haven't taken one yet. I guess the other question, though, is do we really need to anyways? But I guess if you're taking a six-round pick, it really doesn't matter. <laughs> well, here's a question. Is this the end of the run for death taxes and Taiwan Jones on special teams? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, perhaps. I mean, he's gone this far without being re-signed. Chiefs take another wide receiver. Oh, New England takes Stetson. Ooh, Stetson. Mm. <laughs> He's this year's Bailey Zappi for him. Womp womp. 
And Marte Mapu goes to Denver. Dylan uh, Horton went to Miami. Jaron Hall to Jacksonville. Jaron Hall. <laughs> Lost. The Raiders take a kicker. <laughs> yep, they definitely needed another kicker. <laughs> Says sarcastically. <laughs> Anyways, we so, up right now. As, yep, we are up right now with the last pick. The best available running backs per the simulator are Mohamed Ibrahim from Minnesota, Chris Rodriguez from Kentucky, Daneric Prince from Tulsa. Hunter Lupke from North Dakota State, who I believe is actually a fullback, so probably no. <laughs> Travis Dye from USC. Tion Evans from Louisville. And then a bunch of other guys that are probably going to end up being uh, UDFAs. I'm, I'm okay with running back here. As in, I'm okay with not taking one and just picking one up in uh, undrafted free agency. Yeah, if we were going to take a running back here, Ibrahim would probably be my favorite. Hey, is Warren McClendon still there? Warren McClendon? Yes, he is. Is he really? Yes, he is. And Carter Warren? (laughs) Wanya Morris just went in the fifth round before. Hmm. But would the Bills actually double dip at offensive tackle again? I don't think you can anymore. You did it once. You got Tommy Doyle and Spencer Brown. You don't want to uh, in two drafts. Yeah, and we already got Matthew Bergeron, so. But again, he's not the best in pass protection, and and I think McClendon and probably Carter Warren would probably provide a little bit more. But I don't know. Do you want to double dip? I mean, what does everyone in the comments think? Would we want to double dip with the tackle here? I mean, we're talking about building up the line, projecting or protecting Josh. I like, I had that in my mock draft. I will take another tackle here, but I understand maybe a backup quarterback so you can use it as an asset. What, what do we have for safety and cornerback? So safety, we got Daniel Scott, Jay Ward, Trey Dean, Rashad Torrance, Kayvon Merriweather from Iowa. Quindell Johnson from Memphis. Then there's, again, just a bunch of other guys who'd probably end up being UDFAs. As for corner, Makai Blackman from USC. Both the Oregon State corners, Alex Austin, Rajan Wright. Daryl Luter Jr. from South Alabama, who the Bills actually did have in for a visit. I don't know if anyone else is really popping out. Oh, that Nick Jones guy you were talking about, Kev? Yep. Still there? I mean, I'm on the offensive tackle train here, but, I mean, are those guys really going to fall to the sixth round? Uh, Carter Warren could be. No, definitely not. I mean, we're talking about these guys, potentially third, fourth rounders. Now we're looking at pick 205? I mean, I don't know. What What about Ryan Hayes? Ryan Hayes, offensive tackle you're talking Oh, yep, still there. 
I mean, just out of curiosity, too, I know a couple people are asking about backup quarterbacks. So, got Aiden, McC- Aiden O'Connell, Clayton Toon. Max Duggan. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> yeah, I mean, again, again, the thing is with six-round pick, it's just like you could go anywhere. It doesn't matter that much. It's going to be hard for them to make the roster anyways. Hey, just out of curiosity, what if we propose a trade and we oh, move back into the seventh? That way you can get a tackle and a quarterback or maybe a safety. But would you guys want to trade oh, back God. here? I, <laughs> uh, I I just think that would be one of those I'm trading because I'm bored things. <laughs> yeah. yeah, like Ronald said, let's bring this to a merciful close. <laughs> Hey, we're having a good draft here. Let's look at running back. I want to go uh, there. Bobby is Bobby comes in and... linebacker. Yeah. Thank you for. I think he didn't see that we already took one, but to hear maybe he wants him, another one. He doesn't like Jack Campbell, so he probably wants another linebacker, which <laughs> I don't blame him. <laughs> I'd rather have went Trenton Simpson or Drew Sanders there, but I'll save that for another time. That's assuming that McDermott's actually willing to, you know, evolve in his thinking to the point where he'd accept positionless defenders. But also at the same time, if you're going to do that and go with a smaller linebacker like Ivan Pace or Simpson or Drew Sanders or whatever, then you would need to make sure that you – or have a stout enough defensive line that can take up blockers for him. 205 is not the seventh round. It is sixth round. So, Zach, how many picks are left in the sixth round before we even get to the seventh? There are – I'm not exactly sure because it won't let me scroll to the right, but it's – I think it's a little bit away. Yeah, I'm still running back train here. Running I'm back on flyer, the uh, round six. I mean, what's the I'm worst the thing that train. could happen? You get, you get a good running back that can take over for Damian Harris next year. Yeah, I mean that is not that is potential, but especially with know, Abraham, he had really nice stats last year. Okay, so we got one vote for Ibrahim, one for double dipping. I'll be honest, I I haven't. Bobby did say he could easily double dip a wide receiver as well, which. Are you talking? I mean, that is potential. I mean, you get get a lot of competition in that room. Ronnie Bell is still available. Poke Nakua. Trey Tucker. Jake Bobo, I heard someone mention him earlier. See, uh, <clears throat> excuse uh, me, two Justin's... guys there that just uh, transferred last year. Who were they? Uh, Jaden Hazelwood, I think he transferred from Alabama, and then Jacob Copeland, who, if I'm not mistaken, transferred from uh, Florida. 
you know, speaking of Florida, there's also Justin Shorter, who ironically is six over six foot. I think he's like six three, six four. But I know he's someone that I've heard some things about. But didn't the Bills have him in on a visit? I think that that's exactly what it was. He came in on a visit, man. We got to vote for another defensive tackle here. <laughs> so I see someone in the comments said trade back. We're double dipping all positions in the seventh round. Oh, <laughs> uh, God. All right. So if I recall correctly, we had Bryce going with uh, Mohammed Ibrahim, Kevin trying to double dip at offensive tackle. And. All right, somebody's asking about defensive tackles. So, look at that. Got Cameron Young, Tyler Lacey, Dante Stills. This guy from Arizona State who I've never heard of. Jonah Tavai from San Diego State. How do you you say this guy's name? DeJuan. Guys, Juan, maybe? DeJuan Johnson, Toledo. What about PJ Mustafer? Kevin, do you have any thoughts? I don't know much about him. I mean, just in general, do you guys want to double dip here at defensive tackle? I'm still running back. I'm I don't know if I'm getting changed from that, honestly. I think I'm still offensive tackle. Who'd, who would have thought we'd have the most gridlock at the six-round pick? <laughs> well, when you have irrelevant. someone like when you have someone like Ibrahim here, it's hard to want to pass up on that <laughs> after passing up on Bijan. Oh my god! <laughs> what do people in the comments think? Uh, what I mean, should we, we got, do with our last pick here? Got some differing opinions in the comments too. Somebody said. Uh, and it said someone said Rakeem Jarrett. Somebody mentioned Jacob Slade was pretty good in 2021. Somebody said Ibrahim. <laughs> All right. Somebody's saying that I should just pick. So <laughs> they want you to break the tie, Zach. <laughs> yeah, like John sure. said, power runner. Well, you know, you know, for the for the sake of just getting the six round pick over with and the fact that Six rounders are going to be hard to make the roster, anyways, but they could be could be a priority practice squad player, basically, for a team that may not necessarily attract a ton of priority UDFAs. We'll hey, let's not forget about Isaiah Hodgins. <laughs> go ahead and select Mohammed Ibrahim. Bryce wins. <laughs> nice. <laughs> All right, I was outnumbered. But, I mean, like you said, that, that could be just depth competition, maybe use it as an asset down the road. Worst thing that happens this year is he's a Taiwan Jones replacement. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Whether or not he could actually fill that role is another thing. But And Duggan went to the Raiders. <laughs> oh, McClendon went to the 49ers. Hayes going to Chicago. Tune went to the Chiefs. 
Yeah, yep, that, that's what I was saying. Chiefs. Sixth rounder could be Benford or Isaiah Hodgins. So true. as much you as we said, know. let's get it over with. Well, you said it at least. <laughs> I, I think they're going to find a lot of value with those picks. And also, to be fair, Brandon Bean does like his six-round picks. The last couple Brandon of years, Bean. he's... Bean lives on Saturday. He does. That's where he makes his money. And Friday, too. I think Friday's a moneymaker this year, though. Very well could be. How many picks we got left here? In the actual draft, it, I think we're within the last. 10 15. 10 yeah. to 15. We're just scrolling by. Ronnie Bell to Philly. And Trey Tucker to Tampa Bay. San Fran takes a kicker, which they actually still need a kicker, I think. Or did they? Yeah, they do. They weren't the ones who traded for Zane Gonzalez, were they? Not that I remember, no. Robert oh, Beal like to Chicago. Did ask, Tyler, was Tyler Bass a sixth rounder? Yes, he was. He's the, and he was probably the best use of the sixth round pick that we. Like, and he got extended a couple of years. Yep, got his big boy contract now, the foot of the franchise. <laughs> Definitely agree with John there. Ibrahim was a sneaky good pick. He said. Very sneaky, sir. <laughs> All right. All right. So, so go ahead. Sorry. Go ahead. Yeah, I was going to say, so that concludes our mock draft. I mean, what, what do we think here? Hour and 40 minutes into the show, so we have a few minutes to talk about it. I, I wish they would give us an overall grade. They don't give us an overall grade, though, right? No, they just you have the to save it to ones. see. Yeah. No, once you hit save, it gets takes away the grades completely so it just shows trade recap uh, and clear picks so let's just go ahead and rattle it off just to recap so traded down from 27 at pick 37 took the uh plug and chug linebacker out of iowa jack campbell 59 took matthew bergeron offensive tackle syracuse jonathan mingo wide receiver ole miss at 83 Zach Pickens at 91, the defensive tackle. Luke Schoonmaker, 130, tight end. Juice Scruggs, center guard from Penn State at 137. Nick Hampton, the edge rusher at 154. And Mohamed Ibrahim, the sneaky good pick at 205. And for the guy who was asking, the grade on Ibrahim's was a B plus. That's a solid draft if you ask me. I really do like that draft. So, what, we had eight total yeah, I mean, picks, right? If we're going. Yep, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. Yep, eight picks. And all I'm but one were above a B. Yeah, and I'm thinking there's four or five starters there at least, right? Maybe not right off the bat, but, I mean. Down the road, maybe, yeah. Campbell, yes. Bergeron, maybe not now, but like you said, down the road. Mingo, yes. Pickens, rotational guy. Schoonmaker, 
rotational guy, but I, I guess the point that I'm trying to make is all of these picks will have roles. You're not just picking them to get it over with. And then you got Juice Scruggs, who can be a developmental center, so potential Morse replacement long term without necessarily, you know, without necessarily forcing him out prematurely. And then Scruggs got... is he's six three, three hundred pounds, so pretty good size. And then we got extra edge edge rusher. Potentially has some inside-outside versatility. Be like developmental guy, low, you know, low-risk investment. And then Mohamed Ibrahim, who had amazing college production. I think he has some injury concerns, though, and that's probably why he's dropping all the way to the sixth round here. But could also be a very sneaky, good pick. Now, Zach, if you click save, you can go back and see the final results, right? Because I, I want to go back and see where some of these other guys were picked. Like, where was Benton picked and Ika and maybe like a Jaden Reed? Yeah. Nick so Saldaberry. Yeah, I believe you can see the entire draft recap when you hit save. It's just loading. And did you notice, did Incum or Jose Ramirez get picked up? Incum, I saw I Incum I... went to the Chargers. All right, let's see here. All right. So, yeah. so that's our mock draft. First Witherspoon, went... Witherspoon went fourth? Yep. Jim Hersey, back at it. Random nonsense. <laughs> That's interesting. Hmm. Yeah. <laughs> and then and how, how about this? Bryce Young falling to... Oh, by the way, Houston did eventually take their quarterback. They just took him at 12. Hmm. They got Will Levis after Bryce Young went to the Titans at 11. Yeah, no way... I don't see Bryce Young actually falling outside of the top three, to be honest. Or top four, definitely. If he falls to four, I think uh, Arizona trades back. What else we got here? So we got, oh, I'm sure people love to see that. Jackson Smith, Ajiba going to New England. Another slot receiver for him. <laughs> Nolan Smith going to Detroit to play opposite Aiden Hutchinson and break, bite off some kneecaps. <laughs> Man, Dell Wright went 17th. Addison well, I mean, to the, Steelers the Ravens. Offensive line help. Pretty bad, well, yeah. Ravens need receiver help. Zay Flowers yeah, look at that. Back Chargers. Back to back to back, Quentin Johnston, Zay Flowers, and Jordan Addison. I'd be surprised if Richardson falls that far. I would be too. Yeah. I'm all, I'd also be a little surprised if Minnesota actually drafted a quarterback, but I also wouldn't be surprised because they can get out of Cousins' contract. 
and get. They need a wide receiver to replace Thielen. That is also true. Because the question is, did they end up actually taking any? But how about this? Osiris Torrance going to Dable and Shane and the Jets. Or Giants, I should say. Uh, we are Darnell Washington. We talked about the. Uh, yep. Bijan Robinson going to New Orleans. Maisie Smith to the Eagles. That would be. Man, the Eagles just want to build up that trench, don't they? <laughs> I mean, they did lose Javon Hargrave. That is true. They lost Javon Hargrave. Fletcher Cox isn't getting any younger. Oh, and He's we were talking about Hendon right Hooker. Now. We were talking about Hendon Hooker. He goes to Indy in the beginning of the second round, so I guess they did end up getting a quarterback. Uh, DeWine Jones went to the Rams. Can I just say I'm glad that we did not take Bijan Robinson? <laughs> yeah, I know. It, it just doesn't make a lot of sense, really, this year. Like, I understand best player available, but again, you have to do it within a reason based on team needs. And it looks like, uh, like I said, Hyatt went to the Saints. John Michael Schmitz went to the Titans. Jets back-to-back. Tittman and Drew Sanders. Hmm. Pretty good for them. Mm-hmm. Uh, Green Bay gets a new tight end in Dalton Kincaid. Steve Avila goes to Washington. Luke Musgrave to the Lions, which they need to re- they needed to replace Hawkinson after they traded him at the deadline. So find their next tight end. Oh, look at this! Jameer Gibbs going to Tampa Bay. Zach Charbonnet going to the Minnesota or going to Miami. Man, Benton and Nico went back to back, 54-55. Yep. Trenton Simpson going to the Giants. Huh. It's like Joe Shane knows Brandon Bean's draft board or something. <laughs> <laughs> Just kidding. Sam Laporta to Dallas, which well they need they need a new tight end after Dalton Schultz go left or Houston. You said Josh Downs going to Kansas City. Cody Mock going to Chicago. That would not surprise me, really. They could use some offensive line and help. You know, it, it's obviously too late now, Anyways, but... Skip ahead a little. It's obviously too late now, but in hindsight, what do you guys think of Cody Mock over Matthew Bergeron? I'm I think so it's just more a question of whether or not. I think it's just more a question of who's more likely to play right offensive tackle. So, I mean, looking back on it, maybe you could have taken Cody Mock there. Not you, like we. Um, so it'll be interesting to see what the Bills do with that. True. Yeah, it will be it'll be interesting because come Thursday, Friday, Saturday, we can finally stop speculating about what they're gonna do and actually see what they're gonna do. But Marvin Mims Then he'll be speculating Detroit. who makes a roster. Yeah. 
And we'll spend a good month figuring that out. A good three months, actually. Wow, Isaiah McGuire went 86. Yep. More. I'm more. Trevon Dexter to Jacksonville. Yeah, we just. Yeah, I thought Moss was going a lot later. So Minnesota did get a receiver. Like I said, uh, Oluwatimi, who is probably one of the more polished center prospects that that would probably be available day three. Went one pick before us in the third round. Which is a little weird because I've seen projections rating him from like fourth to sixth round. So, like I said, Voorhees went the third round. (laughs) No, no. (laughs) Unfortunately, no. (laughs) No, Vince Vaughn's not my cousin either. Unfortunately, but. Uh, Carl Brooks, we were talking about him. He went to the Chiefs in 95. Uh, Saldaveri, there he is. Washington. Wow, 97. <laughs> Mike Hartle says, Rico will not be happy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Wait till our Canadian friend finds out that you guys passed on Bijan. So, all right. <laughs> we'll have a chat with Rico. Just make sure someone tells Rico I wanted Bijan before he gets pissed at me too <laughs> and fires me. <laughs> oh, Bryce. <laughs> All right, we'll try to speed through things a little bit more here, just looking at the notable ones. She Rice went 105 to the Cardinals. Tank Dell, 106 to the Colts. Tyje Spears. Went to the Patriots, so he is their Duff Taxes fourth round running back pick. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, I've heard I've heard good things about Spears. Obviously, he's undersized for what many would want for the Bills, but I've heard he's a good player. Uh, Tyler Scott went to Denver. Uh, Sean Tucker went to Atlanta. Did anyone hear about? I heard something about that Sean Tucker must has a heart condition or something. I think that popped up. Does he? I didn't hear about that. I think that popped up on social media today. I mean, I don't know for a fact, so I'm not going to like speculate on it, but I thought I heard something about him. I don't know about that, but I I saw him play a couple times in person and he's, he's really good. Yeah. Sean Tucker was a really good player. There's a reason he got a lot of buzz heading into the draft draft process but speaking of running backs who got a lot of buzz Roshan Johnson went to Minnesota Jarrett Patterson went 121 to the Jaguars mm. and Jaden Reed 126 Jaden Reed 126 to the Browns wow that's a steal yeah Jamie Robinson, 127 to Jacksonville. I know Bryce is big on him. Uh, J.L. Skinner from Boise State went to the Cowboys. Let's see. And once again, again, I'll try to speed through it so we can just wrap this up. <laughs> Let's 
see. Yeah, back to uh, so, Sean Tucker's <laughs> yep, injury. Yeah, definitely got the Yeah, they did. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah. it looks like he was... Uh, he missed combine end pro day to an unknown injury, but was cleared on April 17th um, and will host his own pro day. There were no details on this specific injury, so speculating is difficult. Okay. Yeah, I heard that he was going to do his own pro day just right ahead of the draft. And I mean, it's good because, again, he... He's one of those players that could potentially go anywhere in the mid rounds. So he wants to show what he can do right before the draft. And, Nick uh, Hampton, I think, I think I like we that pick for us. Nick Hampton? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Chargers also took Xavier Hutchinson, Xavier Hutchinson. So they got a couple of receivers in this draft. <laughs> Baltimore taking another running back. Surprising, right? <laughs> <laughs> Death taxes and the Ravens drafting a running back. <laughs> Even though it's a new offensive coordinator, so we'll we'll see how they do with that. Uh, Payne Durham yeah. goes to Indy. 162. That was pretty much where we had him. Yeah. And we were talking about Bryce Ford Wheaton goes to San Fran at 164. Just go ahead and uh, just skip through a couple. Wanya Morris went to the Giants. He fell a lot. Yeah, that Brandon was pretty Joseph, late Somebody, Somebody mentioned Brandon Joseph went to the Rams 177. Parker Washington going to the Chiefs 178. My goodness. They they just want all One the of their three wide receivers they took. <laughs> Stetson Bennett to the Patriots. My goodness. <laughs> Oh my god! All right, well, not too many notable I, names. I think we did here. pretty well in this mock draft. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I'm happy once with you get that. In the sixth I mean, round, seventh round, it's yeah. Like, I didn't have tackle that high on my board because I was thinking more on Saturday, but I like that Bertrand pick. I just hope that he can hold up in pass protection. Yeah, that's ultimately yeah. a thing, and I think that might be the reason why people are so high on Daryl Darnell Wright is because he's a better pass protector. And yeah, to be fair, if you're going to draft an offensive lineman, you probably want to have him have a better skill set that meshes with your franchise quarterback. So, and that's why I was thinking about double dipping at two hundred five, but we went with the running back, so. <laughs> Nothing we can do about that. I mean, they they can definitely pick some up in undrafted for agency, though, you know? Who is Mr. Irrelevant, Zach, before we uh, finish up this draft? Mr. Irrelevant, DJ Johnson, edge rusher, Oregon, going to Houston, 259 overall. Interesting. So no, no quarterback Mr. Irrelevant this year. No Brock Purdy. Nope. <laughs> All right. Well, I think that will do do it for tonight, huh, boys? Yeah, I think uh, I think we pretty much finished that. 
Yeah, we did pretty good here. Oh, yeah. I totally forgot to look. Where, where did income go? <laughs> income went to the Chargers at 239 overall. And Jose Ramirez, was he on there? Jose Ramirez. Uh, I'm going to have to check. I didn't see his name, so I'm not. I don't think he did, but. UDFA. <laughs> ha! Took the words out of my mouth. <laughs> yeah, I don't see him, so I think he's a UDFA. <laughs> All right, well, you know, for our first one, I think that was pretty successful. Would you guys agree? I, I definitely enjoyed that. I think it was very resourceful, and I hope uh, the people who are watching thought the same thing. Yeah, I like the draft. I think we did pretty good. Zach, thumbs up? Yeah. Definitely going to give it a thumbs up. I just want can't wait till we actually get to uh, to draft day. Want to do another mock draft right now? No. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So with that, I think that will do it for tonight. Zach, let's take this time to plug some potential articles that will be coming out this week because – here we go. In an hour and 25 minutes, it is officially draft week. So what do we have on tap? So first off, kicking off tomorrow, I think you mentioned it earlier, we got our last, our round six, the final uh, collective BF writers mock draft piece going up tomorrow. Just rounding it out, figuring out who's going to be uh, – either a potential practice squad candidate or this year's Christian Benford. <laughs> and uh, I believe that Bryce has something coming out tomorrow. Yeah, I'm going to be doing a running back article uh, asking the question, if, who who do we draft if we uh, draft a running back this year? Because, you know, we've been rumored to be taking running backs every year for the past three or four years now. So is this year we finally take first round running back like Bijan, or do we take one later on? Did the Bills draft Bijan at twenty seven? There you go. <laughs> <laughs> and then again, I will be coming out with one final mock draft. It'll be very similar to what you saw tonight, but I will put it into print terms where you can actually read my thoughts. Again, if I was having those mic issues, not if, I know I was. I don't know why I was doing that. <laughs> I think my internet was better, right? It was yeah, still it was, spotty. Yeah, but of course it was. I think it was more so the mic issues. But. Yeah. Luckily, it didn't completely go on me, so I just had to, you know, click the unmute button. But either way, um, if you want to go back and watch, you can. And then obviously with the print version, you'll be able to read the mock draft. And other than that, we're just going to be getting you guys ready for the draft, which kicks off Thursday night. And we're, I'm not sure exactly what we're going to be doing in terms of going live here on Buffalo Fanatics. Thursday, Friday, Saturday might have some shows planned out. If not, we'll get the Twitter spaces going. Either way, we will have you guys covered. want to thank everyone who was a part of the show tonight. Everyone who commented along helped us with our mock drafts. want to thank Zach and Bryce for coming on with me. And of course, our sponsor up in the top right corner there. Can I point? No, I don't know how to point. Uh, over there, Remedy. Remedy Smoke Shop up in Clarence. A couple of great guys. Go check them out. 
So with that, we will be back next Sunday, same time, same place, as we will recap the final results of the Buffalo Bills 2023 draft class. And I just found out today that I will be going to Brandon Bean's town hall in the afternoon. So I will have some uh, some details to share with you guys coming up. Can't wait to hear him. All right. So with that, I um, want to thank everyone again for making uh, this show possible tonight. And, uh, man, it's here, baby. Go Bills. Go draft week. Let's go. Go Bills. Go Bills, baby. credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill.